Swanson to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Episode 85. Uh, for future considerations, it's the OT, our second episode of the week. And the gang's all here, Manny, along with Matt and John. Fellas, how you doing? Good, guys. What's going on? Has your temperature come down? Your blood pressure come down, Matt, since That's our a, last episode? A, a little bit. I, I went outside uh, in just my skivvies just to, to cool down a little bit after uh, after Wednesday's show. I'm good. Just don't don't bring it up. Don't mention it. We're good. Episode 85, Matt, which athlete are you going to say for 85? Oh, who, who Ocho are Cinco? 85? Yeah, Ocho, Ocho Cinco, Cinco is a good one. This is the Ocho Cinco episode. John, you like Mexico, don't you? Yeah, I love Mexican food. Cerveza, <laughs> por favor. Ah, yes, there yes. we are, there we are. <laughs> yes, we like that. I, uh, so... Uh, this is our second episode of the week. Go back, have a listen to our previous debate. Then you'll know what John is referencing if Matt has calmed down after he loses it <laughs> over the loss by the Montreal Alouettes and loses it over some idea in Major League Baseball and loses it <sighs> <laughs> over I have no one else. He, he lost it a lot. What else? Uh, he lost it a lot. Should we get a therapist on for one of the overtime shows? I think um, I think Matt's got something, some stuff he's dealing with. That's great, and we could actually film it as he sits, lays down on a couch. That would be good in the therapist office. That would be good. I could use a lie down. I, I could. I'm I'm sensitive. I could share. <laughs> Speaking of sensitive guys, Tiger Woods spoke this week and said he's no longer going to golf full time. Mm-hmm. On the tour. Were you guys surprised? Well, some people would argue he hasn't golfed full-time in quite a while. And, and that was going to be my point, actually. Yeah. That I I think he's already been a part-time golfer, hasn't he? This is yeah. like the guy that hasn't actually played in the major leagues for two years announcing his retirement. It's like, yeah, you weren't, <laughs> you weren't playing. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to play, but I'm going to only play select tournaments. Tiger, you've been doing that six years. Yeah, he's been picking and choosing for the last near decade, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it's always been. So what's he doing? Is he is he lowering expectations? Like, hey, I'm not that good anymore, so don't expect me to to be playing in every tournament and chase records. Is that what he's saying? Like I I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't get him at all. I just, I don't understand him. He's like an alien from another planet. Like, nothing he says makes sense to me at all. Well, I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is from another planet. Like, he's going to go down as one of the greatest golfers of all time. Yeah. And to be able to do that, you have to be from another planet. But I was just a little bit caught off guard with his announcement this week and in in his interview that, to say that he was not going to play full-time anymore, where 
He hasn't been playing full time. Yeah, like, you imagine every time John decides that he's going to go have a snack, he has to announce it. But yeah, of course you're going to go have a snack, John. Like you, you only had two large pizzas for lunch. <laughs> or like when I get out of bed at noon and at one thirty, I'm like, oh, no, I'm tired. I'm going to go have a nap, guys. I am like, going to have a Sunday nap, and I'm going to miss the CFL playoffs. <laughs> okay, I'm, okay. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of what what you've been doing. So, <laughs> hey, you can I'm follow sorry. us on so. Yeah. What did you watch, by the way? Uh, it was Dexter. Oh, Dexter. Is this Is the that new any one? good? The new series? Yeah, yeah, it's actually been pretty good. I've been impressed. Um, I think they brought back one of the writers from like midway through the first uh, series. So it's been pretty good. Okay, so uh, in our own little version of Pump It or Dump It, Dexter, you'd pump it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I can't really tell you anything because there's so many spoilers. Like, so much stuff happens. If I even say, oh, this one part, it, everything's connected and Ooh. there's a lot going on. So I won't spoil anything for you. Okay. Okay, so 90 Day Fiance or Dexter? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the sake of my marriage. No, I'm just kidding. Dexter. Dexter. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. There, you can follow us on social media, too. You can follow us everywhere. Yeah, podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook as well. I mean, like, it's got everything, guys. I know you're on your phones all the time and you're clicking around looking for bikini pictures, but throw podcast FFC into the mix and you'll at least know what's going on in the world of sports, too. So it makes you more worldly is what it does. And if you want to go a little bit more old school, you can also email us questions and topic suggestions and also ideas for Bump It or Dump It for future considerations at gmail.com. Ooh, our last episode, a great Bump It or Dump It. What did you say, Matt? That song? I think that's the best song we've ever featured on Bump It or Dump It. And I don't think that's a I don't think that's a crazy statement. No, I don't think it is, actually, because now that I've listened back to it some more and listened to your take... You're right. Yeah. I don't agree with you all the time. Well, as you know, we've had, that's uh, a pretty good take. We've had one country song on what? Three times already now in different versions to, for Pump It or Dump It? <laughs> <laughs> hey, fancy like actually, I, I, I actually, the guy who sings that, I can't remember his name. We uh, just got an email this week for his new song to be added to Pump It or Dump It. Oh, man. I don't know if it'll make the cut next week, but we'll see. Oh, let's let's hope. Let's see if John let's see if John puts that in for next week. That's right. You know what I gotta say about the Pitbull song though? It's um he released it about four months too early. It's not gonna be the summer jam because it's out too early. It's gotta you gotta release your summer song in like mid to late April before it catch, catches on and then becomes the song of the summer. It's gonna be the song of the summer still. You don't worry about that. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> They're still singing <laughs> Fill Me Up Buttercup, so this one's going to stand the test of time. And it's Pitbull. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, events that stand the test of time, the World Junior Hockey Championship is coming up. It is December after all. Countries are announcing their rosters for their camps, um, and the tournament will be here just as quick as Santa arrives do you guys love the tournament as much as i do 
Yeah, I do. I think it's great. It's one of the, my favorite things about the holidays. I love you have all your presents. You put on your comfy new sweater that you're never going to wear again, except for in front of your relatives. And you all sit down and watch some hockey. Yeah, it's great. What a, what a great tournament. I'd, I'd put it up there with March Madness, uh, just uh, as far as, you know, it's back-to-back. The, all, the only thing that, that it lacks is there really isn't a ton of depth in some of these games. There's a few games that could just go away every year, uh, but, uh, but overall, it's, it's always exciting when, when they get that tournament going. And I'm showing my age here, but ever since they turned the lights out, in the punch-up in Pia Stani in 1987, mm-hmm. I've been glued to this tournament yeah. ever since. Do you guys remember how Don Cherry wanted to fight Brian Williams and when that happened? Because he kept calling it a black mark on hockey. And apparently Don Cherry said to him, if you call it a black mark again, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> on TV? <laughs> no, apparently he said that to him during the commercial break. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Oh, man, I did not know that. That's a great story. That's funny. Well, we're talking about the World Junior Hockey Championship today on this episode of the OT for future considerations. Our guest today, this guy, was drafted third overall into the Ontario Hockey League in 2018. Second round pick of the New York Rangers in 2020. Listed at six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, has one of the most potent shots in junior hockey today. He's the captain of the Windsor Spitfires. He leads the team in goals. He is one of the New York Rangers' top prospects in their system. And now he just learned this past week he's heading to the World Junior Camp for Team Canada. And I understand his knowledge of Star Wars is unmatched. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, the one, the only, Will Cooley. Will, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. That was a <laughs> quick intro. <laughs> hey, I got to do my homework on you a little bit here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, congratulations on getting the invite to Team Canada, first and foremost. Uh, that's fantastic. How, how did you learn about it? Uh, yeah, well, thank you. Um, it was, I think I got, I got the call on Monday night and, uh, the list came out the next day, Tuesday morning. So yeah, I got a call saying I was invited and, um, yeah, I was, I, I knew the list was going to come out, uh, Tuesday morning. So all like Monday, I was kind of waiting by my phone a bit, you know, hoping I'd get a call. And then I think at around like uh, 9 PM, I got a call. So that was pretty, uh, pretty exciting. Like, did um, was this something on your radar heading into this season? You obviously knew this was coming out, but was this a goal of yours? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, especially after not getting invited to, to the uh, you know, the summer showcase, I really like, you know, up my intensity level and you know worked just a bit harder in like every area and just I really focused on having like a good start to the season and uh, yeah, to just try to get a an invite to camp. I just kept saying, like, hopefully, like, I just need the opportunity. Like, I just need an invite to camp, and uh, hopefully I can make it. Yeah, we're, we're rooting for you, that's for sure. Um, what would it mean to make that team? Oh, obviously, it would be a dream come true. Like, uh, you know, most guys in the OHL, I think, would have watched World Juniors growing up at Christmas time. Like, I know I sure did, and my family, 
like my cousins and all that stuff, we would always watch World Juniors, Boxing Day. It's sort of like a family tradition. So that would be uh, that would be pretty cool, and uh, it would be a big, pretty big deal for uh, me and my family if I can make that team. You played internationally too. You've represented. You've had the Maple Leaf on your chest before too, right? Yeah, I played U uh, seventeens and St. John, and I played the Halenka tournament, which is U eighteen in um, Czech Republic. So that was uh, yeah. I've, had, I've done two events. Two goals, three points in five games at the Ivan Halinka tournament. Like, can you talk about that experience uh, about wearing the Maple Leaf? on the front of your jersey? Yeah, I mean, it never gets old. Obviously, every time you do it, it's just as exciting as, you know, the first time. I was, uh, it's obviously, if you, like, look in the mirror and see yourself with the Canada jersey on, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool thing to see. And, um, you know, obviously you're surrounded by, uh, you know, like-minded guys that, you know, care just as much about hockey and are just as passionate as you. So it's, it's like... Uh, it's a really good experience and and it's fun like i know hockey is like serious and stuff but it's it's fun to play there and uh it's fun to win and canada obviously has a long tradition of winning and stuff so you know there's high expectations and sort of like helps me bring my game up a bit too when i'm there just every everyone sort of you know leveling up and i, I find i i do this the, the same with myself yeah, you know, I, I remember watching that tournament every single year. It's like a, a, a some must-see TV, right? So um, when you um, when you look at that camp roster, you know, that's a pretty good team, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's going to be lots of good players there. I mean, whatever the final team is, is obviously going to be a really good team because just looking at the, the camp roster, it's, it's – uh, it's filled with tons of you know excellent players and guys that are you know top dogs in their in their club teams you know in the WHL and the Q league so you know it's obviously going to be a battle at camp and you just gotta you gotta try to stand out from the other guys. How will Will Cooley stand out? Uh, I think just you know playing my game. I think uh, you know that's what got me an invite. Just you know keeping it simple. Being hard on pucks, being physical, and you know, shooting the puck, trying to put the puck in the net. So, when do you leave for camp? Uh, December 9th. December 9th, just around the corner. Will Cooley is our guest, the captain of the Windsor Spitfires. Let's talk about uh, your time with the Spits so far. Uh, wearing the C. When they told you you got to wear the C for the Spits, what did that mean to you? Well, that was also another you know really big deal to me. I think. Uh, you know, like, during the whole COVID thing, um, you know, like, I was really looking forward to my third year, um, you know, trying to get, like, a letter um, in my third year, and then, you know, the third year got canceled. So after that ha- happened, I sort of started, like, preparing myself and, like, reaching out to guys that are just drafting stuff, trying to be a bit more of a leader because, you know, that was something I wanted to, I wanted to be the captain this year in my fourth year, and last year so um yeah it was obviously a big deal and uh, it's been it's been good so far great i didn't know that you started that work in the off season you're pretty busy on uh, uh the dms huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I reached out to a couple guys meet him and uh ride when they got drafted you know just to welcome them to the team and stuff and i just yeah it was 
I remember, uh, like, as a young guy, like, whenever guys would, like, older guys would, like, reach out and stuff, it would, like, make it a lot easier and stuff, like, just, like, talking to you on the ice or off the ice, stuff like that, so. Can you believe you're the KG vet now? <laughs> yeah, it feels kind of weird because, yeah, I went from, like, second year, like, still kind of a young guy to, like, one of the older guys, so. It, it was a little weird at the start, but uh, I definitely feel like an older guy now. What's the message you tell the kids about playing in the OHL, about time in the OHL, about life in the OHL? Uh, well, obviously the big one is enjoy it. I mean, it goes by pretty quickly. And most guys will say the same thing. Like, I still remember my first game, scoring my first goal and stuff like that. But, yeah, in terms of life, just, like, enjoy it. You know, the best the best days are in junior hockey. It's pretty fun here. So, and, in terms of, like, on the ice stuff, I just try to preach, like, hard work and effort and stuff, you know, showing up every day to practice, you know, being on time, little things like that. But things you can control that, you know, that will uh, add up and make a big impact over time. Who would you score your first goal against, since you remember it? Guelph. <laughs> you first have the puck, right? Yeah, yeah, first game of the season against Guelph, yeah. Wasn't that like the 9-6 game or, or wasn't no. that a, no, that was the next year. I remember yeah. that was the next year, yeah. Yeah, it was, we won, uh, I think, 4-3 in overtime. I scored the tying goal with a couple minutes left, and then Foods got got the OT assist. Foods, oh. your partner in crime. How different is that not having him with you this year in Windsor? <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. I mean, I, I hang out with him a lot off the ice, so it's a little different, but... I mean, it is what it is. He's obviously uh, has a great opportunity in the American League, so you know he's he's uh, doing his thing, and uh, I'm doing my thing. You know, eventually the the paths would separate, so I guess it was just sooner than expected. Well, they'll cross again pretty soon. You got an opportunity to play in the American Hockey League. I know we chatted when you were with the Hartford Wolf Pack. How was that experience? It was great. Um, Obviously, an opportunity that not a lot of guys normally have because of uh, you know the pandemic and how things played out with the OHL season. But uh, it was such a great like learning opportunity, and you know being able to like be sort of like thrust into the team like that, like as such a young guy. Like I, I think I was like eighteen when I went there, so it was pretty like cool experience, and I learned a lot of. St- stuff like I was there for like four months and just was like my mind was like ready to burst with everything that I learned that kind of thing it was just trying to take it all in you know yeah I want to ask you about all that but how did that come about because you're in the middle of the pandemic you don't know if you're going to play any hockey at all how how did the invite to the AHL come um well I think they announced like a rule that they would they were going to let guys from the leagues that aren't playing, play, you know, like, you know, if they're under the age limit, which is, I think it's like 20, which is, that's like the regular age limit. And then uh, Tanner Glass reached out, who's a player development guy for the Rangers. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to try to get you to Hartford and try to get you to make the team there. So, and then I sort of just sort of went from there. It was like, I got a call on like, like a Tuesday and then I was gone on like Thursday. So, pretty quick turnaround it was and and so what let me ask you first this what did you learn about yourself playing in the american hockey league 
Uh, it's a pretty good question. I think I learned uh, about myself that uh, I still had a lot of maturing to do in terms of, you know, off the ice habits and stuff. And I think, um, you know, over the three months, I really, like, developed into, you know, the player I want to be, like, you know, taking care of my body off the ice in the gym and stuff. You know, stretching, cooling down after practice, getting prepared for practice, stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I think the whole experience, like the thing I took away from it most was just maturing my game, you know, on and off the ice. And just sort of being around, like, the older guys there, just sort of felt, I just felt myself, like, being a bit more mature as the time went on. Yeah, I would imagine you had to learn quickly on the fly to become a pro. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick, yeah, so obviously the whole thing was a learning experience, like there's lots of up and downs and stuff, but that's just the same, it goes like that with any season, so yeah, it was good. Obviously, I got asked too, what'd you learn about the game itself, about the play in the American Hockey League compared to the O? Uh, just a less margin for error and stuff, and you know, if you don't, uh, if you don't perform, you're not going to play, that's kind of what the bottom line is like a couple games I didn't have great games and you're out of the lineup the next the next game so that's just how it is and I think uh, you know some guys learn that the hard way like I did I guess but I think um, yeah it just sort of shows you like you got to be ready to perform and you know you got you got to do your job every day it's more of a it's more of a job than it is like a fun activity I guess you could say yeah you did get a couple goals in the AHL your first AHL goal was against uh, it was against the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. You, it was nasty, right? It was typical Will Cooley pro shot or what? Yeah, it was, I think, a point shot hit a guy in front, and then it just sort of popped out, and I, yeah, I shot it in the slot. So. Like, you have one of the greatest shots in junior hockey. Like, I want to read something here to you that some of the scouts have written about you. Uh, he's a technically gifted shooter. Another one says he's the most naturally gifted one-touch scores in the OHL. Uh, would you tend to agree? What do you think about when you hear those phrases used? <laughs> those are like those are pretty nice things to say. I, th- I think I have a good shot, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I work on it a lot in the summer. Um, you know, shooting pucks in the backyard and stuff. But I worked on it a lot more this past summer than I have um, previous summers just because, like, seeing, like, how hard other guys' shots are in the uh, in pro and, you know, the accuracy. So that was something that before I would kind of just, like, rip it as hard as I could. But now it's more trying to, like, place it and, you know, be smart about it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've always had kind of a strong shot, but um, yeah, I definitely still want to make it harder and you know work on changing the angles a bit more now and stuff. How does one practice that? Like, how many shots would you take a day in a, in a practice? Oh, in a practice? Well, I mean, it depends on what drills you're doing, but I know like in the summer when you're doing like skates and stuff, you're obviously shooting a lot more. But uh, I don't know. I tried to shoot like close to like 100 bucks a day, which isn't really a whole lot when you think about it. Like that's really only like 10, 15 minutes. 
So just like a little bit every day, it sort of adds up over time because that's, that's just sort of how I looked at it. How has uh, all that work um, uh, from learning the pro game to you, um, you know, up taking your um, off-season program up a level? How has that helped you in the OHL this year, do you think? Oh, I think it's benefited me a lot. I think, um, you know, I feel a lot stronger. I feel a lot faster. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's sort of given me the opportunity to be able to, you know, dominate games a bit more and being able to, you know, take over games. And, um, and now it's just up to me, like, in season to, you know, like, be prepared to, like, do the right things and be, be ready to play and perform. So, I feel like I've prepared myself well for, you know, what the season has to offer this year. And uh, I just got to go out there and, uh, you know, take advantage of it. Let me take you back to uh, the 2020, 2020 NHL draft. You hear your name called Will Cooley, New York Rangers. Second round. What's going through your mind? Oh, I was pretty excited. I had uh, my... my my mom, my dad, my sister there, and my two billet, my two billets from here were uh, at the house in Toronto. So um, that was pretty exciting. Obviously, uh, I was sitting on the couch um, with the family, and yeah, I just jumped up and was excited. I I, uh, I never really thought New New York before was as like a possibility because the they had like a a first round pick like pretty early I think like 19 and then they had I think like a fourth round pick so I thought I'd be in between those two so I never really thought of them as like a uh, you know possibility but then when I guess they traded they traded to, uh, for that pick it kind of like thought about it a bit and then they said my name so it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, that was a different draft too right because of the whole pandemic like, how did that whole process go? I know you've never been through a draft process in the NHL before, but interviewing teams, what, everything was over video? Yeah, so, yeah, obviously we they would do, like, scouts would interview you and stuff during the season after games. But, um, yeah, like, when the pandemic happened, like, it was lots of Zoom calls with, like, the, the management and, like, the staff and stuff. And, um, yeah. They would uh, like sort of ask questions and stuff online. Everything was online, so it was kind of. It didn't really seem weird at all because I'd never done anything like that in person either. So it was kind of like, well, I guess this is just normal now. But because like Did usually you, enjoy you do the that experience. Yeah, yeah, it was good getting to uh, talk to all the teams and like meet meet new people and stuff, but. Yeah, usually you do it at the combine, like all at once, rapid fire. So it was a bit, uh, bit different, but you know, it is what it is. It worked out, I guess. Did you talk to every NHL team too? Uh, I don't think every NHL team. A good amount, though. Probably around 20, 20 ish. Whoever uh, didn't talk to you missed out, but. Will Cooley is our guest here on For Future Considerations. So I'm watching the 2020 draft, and then you come up on the screen, and they're asking you Star Wars questions. And I, I didn't know anything about this about you. You're, how did you 
find this love for Star Wars? Well, started when I was younger, I guess. I, my my dad was a Star Wars fan when he was a kid. Not a huge one, but like of course he watched all the movies, and I watched all of the uh, all the movies and stuff when I was younger. And then like every like couple of years, I just like rewatch them and. Cause I got like better and better as like, you know, like as you get older, like you start to like understand like a bit more like the storyline and stuff. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I love the movies. And then they asked me a question about Star Wars. I was kind of caught off guard cause you do like all these like questionnaires and stuff, but like, what are like your interests? And you just sort of like write down like whatever, like I wrote like Star Wars, I like Star Wars movie, but. When they asked me that on live TV, it was kind of like, oh, I guess I got to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but I think you corrected them on air, right? Like they were talking about yeah. something. You're like, no, that's not right. Yeah, maybe something <laughs> like that. It was a while ago. I don't, I'd have to see the clip. Uh, is there another movie series that rivals Star Wars for you? Like what does Will Cooley do in his spare time? Uh, another movie series? I mean, TV series. I like uh, Fast and Furious was was good, like the original ones, the first ones. But uh, the recent ones that have been coming out, I'm not much of a fan. They've kind of gotten away from the uh, from the like original storylines and stuff. But what I do in my spare time, I, I don't know. I like to go for walks and stuff outside. I went to I went to Point Pelee the other day and. Went on a nice walk there, so that was pretty Southernmost cool. tip of Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're a Toronto kid, and did you ever have Windsor Pizza before? Like, can you talk to people about the difference between Windsor Pizza and pizza everywhere else? I don't eat, I don't eat cheese, so I don't know what the pizza oh, is. <laughs> I didn't know this. No, yeah, no dairy. No dairy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. No that pizza sucks. Pizza. Windsor pizza sticks out, man. Windsor pizza sticks out. Were you a Leafs fan growing up in Toronto? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, obviously, I feel like most people from Toronto are just if like they're not even a fan, they just follow along, you know. So, I've I've always like followed the Leafs pretty closely and stuff. Um, I liked San Jose when I was younger for whatever reason. I don't really know, but um, yeah, I definitely always kept up with the Leafs and what they were what they were doing now i know you're a rangers fan but uh how, how much do you pay attention to them well, i try to catch games whenever i can um you know and obviously we we don't play during the week a lot so I, that's why i try to watch because we're pretty busy on the weekend but yeah just whenever they're playing i try to watch the games and you know see how the guys are doing because um yeah and they're doing pretty well this year so that's good like growing up who was your guy who who was who were you a big fan of? Who did you have jerseys of as a kid? Um, I think my first ever jersey was a Dion Phaneuf jersey. So just because I was uh, like from Toronto, I think my dad had like me and my dad had matching ones. But I liked Joe Thornton when I was younger for whatever reason. Like I said, like I like San Jose, but I can't really remember why. I think I just sort of liked Thornton, maybe because he had a cool beard or something. That's very, very cool. Have you met him? Have you gotten a chance to meet him yet? No, no, I never met him. We got to make that happen. Will Cooley, last couple questions for him. Um, you know, being the leader of this Windsor Spitfires team, um, 
talk about the team this season. What do you think of the team so far this year? You know, I think we've had lots up and down so far. Um, you know, I think we've proven that we can, you know, play at the top of the league and be one of the top teams. I think right now it's just we got to focus on, you know, playing a full 60 minutes. I find, like, a lot of the time we have a hot start and then a bad period and then another good period. So, you know, I, I think we have all the skill in the world to, uh, you know, be a top team. We just got to uh, we just got to continue to improve and actually apply it in the games. Does this year feel different at all in the OHL? Um, it feels different than previous years just because – you know, I'm giving them a lot more opportunity and stuff and, uh, you know, more responsibility, more ice time. So, and, uh, yeah, it feels a little different, you know, being on the other side, being an older guy. But uh, at the end of the day, it's the same It's the same game. It's just hockey. So I just try to take it one game at a time. And you're going to get a great opportunity here in a couple of weeks to make Team Canada. Uh, Will, thanks very much for this. Wishing you the best with the Spitfires and obviously with Team Canada as we look to root you on over Boxing Day. Thank you. So we're looking forward to that tournament taking place and we're looking forward to the final cuts too. I think some rosters are going to be very, very competitive for this tournament coming up starting Boxing Day. A tradition in all of our households. If it's a tradition in your household, let us know about it. You can email us. Yeah, that's for future considerations at gmail.com. Check it out on uh, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram as well. We're probably going to have footage of those games before they happen. Uh, so that's going to be uh, where all of your world, maybe your, let's call it our, your world junior headquarters on social media. Ooh, Ooh. I like that. We're going to have to sell some merch now. We do need some merch. <laughs> as long as there isn't a black maple leaf. Not Yes, not the black maple leaf. You're right, John. Not the black maple leaf. Yeah. By the way, before we end the show today, uh, I know Matt's birthday is coming up in another week, but John's birthday is coming up this weekend. So, John, let us be the first to wish you a fantastic birthday celebration as you turn 29 again with yeah, an all-you-can-eat Pizza Hut buffet. Is, yes. the, is there one that still exists? Because that's like heaven to you, isn't it? Yeah, there isn't one within an hour and a half of me, so i got to go out and find one. Well, I've got uh, I've got some Arby's uh, on the Skip the Dishes coming all the way up to you. It's a $6 sandwich and a $325 <laughs> delivery fee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's worth every penny. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't give it to a better guy. <laughs> and I called Bob from the Greasy Shack in Durham. He's going to be sending you some, some bacon and eggs, and toast, and whatever else he can kill in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fantastic. As long as it's not the neighbor's cat or something. <laughs> Uh, John, enjoy your weekend. I think it's going to be fantastic. And and then Matt can't wait to hear all the stories as he gets set to celebrate his birthday next weekend. Boys, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening again to For Future Considerations. Bye for now. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard... One of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage!
and the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.